gotta say my favorite one of all time, and I'll, I'll end the we'll end the segment on this. I know you're gonna say already, but no, you don't. No, you don't. Let, say say, say the you name. Say, say the same on three. A one, two, three. Gary, Gary Sheffield. Sheffield. Dang it. I knew it. I dang it. knew it. That was awesome, right there. That was go. crazy. Go right, go. That was crazy. Oh my gosh, Gary Sheffield. John Stamos. Oh my god. Do we just become best friends? Now, the guy is coming back from the liquor store. The, the guy that got punched. Okay. He has a bag, a grocery bag full of liquor. Dante Fowler takes that, throws it into the pond that's next to their apartment <laughs> complex. <laughs> so now this ben guy's sitting on the ground. His glasses are broken. Punched in the face. And his liquor's in the lake. <laughs> There should be mistakes allowed because you know what? That's how life works, man. Sports. I mean, quit taking sports or sports. Why? Why did it have to be perfect? Like all of a sudden. Why? And again, I know people like get it right. I understand your mentality and that's okay. Yeah. But who, like, who cares? Welcome back, everybody, to episode 60 of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott. Tonight's episode, our thoughts are inspired by inspired. Bloodline. Inspired. Not any other verb. Uh, bloodline by Flying Dog. Frederick, Maryland. I had no idea Flying Dog was in Frederick, Maryland until I went to uh, Frederick Key's game. And that's where they, they sell... A lot of flying dogs. Well, it was it was kind of funny because you know you're in a minor league stadium and you go up to the counter and you're expecting really just bad selection of peanuts yeah. and chips and one type of beer and then you know a hot dog because it's a it's a minor league stadium you know nothing against minor league stadiums but right. then I see on draft they have you know they have Bud Light and they have a bunch of different flying dogs and I thought like what a random beer to have at a minor league stadium and then I thought. Uh, Oh, is it, I wonder if Flying Dog is like a local thing. It turns out, yeah, Frederick, Maryland, not not too far from Flying Dog is all like super high in alcohol content. This is the like the lowest in the store, and it's seven percent. I think it depends on what kind. I mean, I was really close to getting like a twelve percent beer. The, is that the or what do they call it? The triple? It's like some like name with a fat dog on it. Yeah, yeah, like I don't triple remember. whatever double double dog daria. Some weird yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's good. Blood orange, kind of a weird name, but I mean, it's a fine, fine beer. Yep. Beer kind of just tastes like beer. Last week's episode was really good. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to say, start start off. Because that was a great episode. Because it was so good, we're on Google Play now. They let us in. Yeah, that's probably why. All came to we that. We are on Google Play. All came to that last episode. Uh, Google Play, iTunes, and wherever podcasts may be found. We're on like Player FM. We just realized that we had no idea. I've been waiting to say that all week too. Really. Anywhere podcasts are found. That's like how the cool guys say it. When you're listening to the radio and they have some stupid podcast right. host on. When we Googled it last week, we just Google perpetual sports talk and all of a sudden like player FM like, hey dude, we're on like another thing that we don't even know about. That's pretty cool. It's when you know you made it. How many, how many, how average listeners, how many per week? How many are we getting? People like listening to the whole episode or like people that are listening to any part of the uh, you must listen to at least 10 minutes a week, but you can skip for not 10 minutes altogether, you know, just 10 minutes, 25, 25. Really? Yeah. I was hoping for closer to 50. I was, I was going to say 50 and then I'm going to lowball it because I don't want my expectations too high. Take 25. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. 
Not bad. Had a buddy text me, and he was like, dude, I really liked your thing on Kirk Cousins. I was like, dude, I'm just glad you listen. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care about my opinion, if it's right or wrong or whatever. I'm just glad you listen. Like, yeah. that's just the coolest thing. And keep coming back for whoever texted Scott that. Keep coming back and tell, like, a, yeah, man. another buddy about Shout it. Shout out, Zach. Other sports that we have that we're going to talk about, headlines. We're going to talk some Gruden. We're going to talk some NFL playoffs. Yeah. Uh, some college football. We got national championship coming up. We'll get into that. Okay. Uh, some UCF news. And maybe if we have time left and we got to kill time because we have 10 minutes left, maybe we can talk some college basketball. Okay. Alumni. It's interesting alumni. because unless alumni. we, unless people listen tomorrow, then really our college football talk is out the window. Oh, because yeah, like it's going to be irrelevant after tomorrow. That's true. It's so. Sunday. It's right. Sunday. Yeah, night. we didn't even we didn't even talk about that. No, we had we have so much news, just like PST housekeeping news that we between the new between the new Google Play between all the all the fan interaction yeah. and yeah, a new date it's Sunday. It is now. Can, do we still do a weekend appetizer after? Dude, like the I was episode? thinking about that. I was watching sports this weekend, and I was like. I could have said this for my weekend appetizer. I could have said this, this, this. I don't know if we – I guess that's almost better than doing it on Thursday. I don't know. Because, because now we're appetizing next weekend. Well, by the time people listen to it, you're, they're actually getting ready for the weekend. So it might be a little bit more relevant in a way. Yeah. Although we do, you know, Tuesday. We're looking ahead. Monday, so drive far. to work. We got – maybe we eh. co- I don't know. We'll come up with another name, another segment. Eh, but let's open it up Probably with – uh, some John Gruden accepting uh, head coach position with the Oakland Raiders and part owner. I don't know exactly. What is, that, the, is that actually a thing? I didn't know about the part ownership. I, b- I believe so. Okay. Part owner and Oakland Raiders. But, um, yeah, they're, they're so excited. 10 years, $100 million. That's the, that's the contract. And uh, no income tax because they're moving to Las Vegas. They're moving to Las Vegas. So no income tax in Nevada. So. He's going to be making – and with the part ownership, that's probably more money for old John Gruden right there. And then when they rename the Madden video games Gruden, Gruden. video games, yeah, it's going to be even more money that's for John happen. Gruden. That's a great point. I, dude, I have a different take on this than a lot of people, and I, I understand where he's coming from, but I don't know why he did it, honestly. If I was John Gruden, I don't know if I would have t- taken that. It's a, it's a crap ton of money, but coaching's hard. And I was saying every coach in the history of the NFL besides about Bill Belichick mm-hmm. has been fired at one point. That's how your career ends as a coach. It always does. You're fired. Yeah. Belichick will probably even be fired eventually once, you know, Brady goes. And, and well, we, we well, can talk about that. In, in, right. In there's all time. that crap going right. on. And crap. we can talk but about go, that. Yeah, go ahead. But every single coach has been fired. And that's the way NFL coaches' careers end. Gruden, Tony Dungy, Tony Dungy just okay. So like, yeah, he retired right. and then Gruden came in. Dungy and Gruden have an well, interesting no, little. Re- Dungy went to, oh, the Colts. He went to the Colts. Yeah, yeah. After Dungy that. went to the yep. Colts. Um, Gruden came in and won the Super Bowl with all of Dungy's players. That's why it's a big controversy that Gruden's even is, a good coach. Is he a good coach? So even then, but okay. So I'm Gruden. Now counter argument to that is. He has a job for 10 years. He has $100 million already in his pocket. I understand that, and that's great. He's going to get fired about year five or six, and he's still going to make $10 million a year. You think he's going to last that long? I do. I do. They're going to give him four or five years to develop Carr and all that. But, see, Carr should already be developed. He's one of the highest-paid players in the league. It's not, though. He's not. He's still young, and Gruden's apparently the quarterback whisperer. 
anyway, he's going to – they're going to go 8-8, eight and eight, 9 and 7 the next few years. They're going to fizzle. They're going to make a playoffs and lose in the first round. It's going to be all good. Um, he's going to get fired in like year six, and he's still going to make $10 million a year. Now, that's, that's one argument. My argument is like, dude, you're announcing one game a week. Your life is awesome. Mm-hmm. You're still making a great amount of money. It's not like he's making zero money. You see what I'm saying? And, like, now you have all this pressure week to week. Now Gruden's like, oh, I like coaching and all that, and I, I understand that. And and that's the only reason why I'd say that. But, dude, I don't know why he's leaving his job he has right now. Do you see where I'm coming from? He has said. Am I am no, I off here? I, no, I, you're not off at all. I'm actually trying to search for a little soundbite I got with Gruden's. You'll love this, but I can't pull it up and I forgot to save it because that's Whatever. usually what I do with soundbites. Whatever. Find a great one, and then I just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. He has said that being in the booth was it, the, the way I interpreted it was that it was like too easy for him. But it wasn't stressful yeah. enough. Which he won a Super Bowl. He did his coaching, and he wants a new challenge. I think exactly. And you understand that you always want to be challenged, and you always want to have something new. Like again, that's the thing that he loves to do. We talked about it with Adam Eaton a couple weeks ago. I don't know if you remember this quote, but I told you that I had read an article and Adam Eaton had said like being hurt and not playing baseball was the hardest year of his life. And we sort of scoffed at it because yeah. it's like how it's easy has your, has your life been? Right. But then it's like that's what he loved doing and he wasn't doing it for a whole year. It's taking something you love and ripping it out of you. And again, I don't mean to be maldramatic here, but Gruden loves coaching and uh-huh. just being in the booth I think was just like a little too soft for him, a little too salad eating type. Now I think I'm with you with the fact that all this anticipation and hype, you know, he's, I think his lifetime record is, I mean, he's made it to the playoffs, I think five or six times combining both the Raiders and Tampa Bay. Don't quote me on that number, but his record, when you look at it, it's, I don't have it again, don't have it immediately in front of me. It's surprising how close to 500 it is. He's not a Bill Belichick coming out of retirement. He's not a, you know, he's John Green. Like you said, he kind of didn't get lucky, but uh, he had a team already formed for him, and then he rode him all the way to the Super Bowl. And it's great. I'm not saying he's a bad coach. However, things, the way things go now is whenever something is hyped up too much, it never lives up to what it is. I mean, ever. That's never. across the board, never all does. sports. Never and does. this is just going to be another one of those things. It really is. You're 100% right. But it's, he's a great, great personality, though. John everybody everybody loves him. And everybody loves him, that's why. And they're going to get – they're moving to a new city. They have and, John Gruden. They have Derek Carr. And Everything's going to be happy, happy. And in the day in, – in the modern era, you know, Gruden didn't get out of the coaching game all that long ago. It was 2008. It wasn't all that long ago. When you think about what has happened as far as social media, everybody knows everything immediately as it happens. Like, there might be some funny Gruden stories coming out, you know, as early as, you know, OTAs or something. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just a whole different world that he's coming into. He might oh, be thinking, oh, in different. 2008, I did it this way. You know, the players in 2008 that he may have coached as a rookie, they're all gone. Or, like, who's around in the NFL from 2008? Brady, and gonna, that's it? Yeah, that's about and it. That, he's and gonna the bring old it. lineman for the Browns, who's now hurt. Joe Thomas. Or is done. Yeah. You see, it's a completely different player, too. He was also known for not just being a personality, but for working with players and having that camaraderie and right. stuff. Now he's a little bit older. 
Gruden is kind of like the old guy. He's he's not a McVay anymore. You know, you see what I'm saying? Well, he's he established, and that's where he's going to gain his respect. He's, mm-hmm. he's established. He's known as a great coach. He's smart. And I get that. How much is a guy like Bill Belichick worth if Gruden's worth $100 million? This changes a lot of things for coaches going forward as far as contracts. Jimbo Fisher just got $75 million from Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's crazy. So this, this, is, this is changing things for coaches. How much are coaches actually worth? The market is going way up for coaches now. Mm-hmm. And it's good and bad. What are you? What are you doing over here? You ever, you always get really quiet and distracted. You can't. You're not a good multitasker. I'm tr- I'm listening to you because okay? you type like with one finger, and it's like <laughs> I, you're I, not a good multitasker. With, I was trying to, I was trying to pull up that stupid Gruden quote where he's God. It's a great little bite, and I meant to do it before we kind of went on air here, and I stopped. But I was listening to you. Yeah, the coaches are getting paid more and more and more. But like you said, I think it's the shelf. Landscape. I think the shelf life of a coach, though is way shorter than what it was 10 years ago. It's you have one year, maybe two, to sort of prove yourself. And if you do, you, like, that that kind of ex- expands. You know what I mean? Like, take Jay Gruden, for example. He's hanging on by a thread. Right. Because well, because he's had a few bad he, years. Because it's he has not, a bad year, but then he makes it to the playoffs, and then it, it's like, okay, we're going to give you. It's like the extension. It's not a real extension. It's your leash is so short as a new coach. McVay, Sean McVay bought himself a couple years now three because, years, yeah. because he made the playoffs. Obviously, that's how it worked. But he came in, and if and if it was under, you know, who knows, if Jared Goff has another season like he did last year where he's below average, right. McVay is gone. Right. I mean, he's gone. But it's now crazy. he's being compared to to uh, Tomlin, next, you know, the, the new Tomlin, the thing. young guy yeah. and, and the Gruden. Like, and, you know, coaching is hard work and stuff, but – I don't like it how so much stock is put into coaches where not giving well, them enough continuity. But and like you said, being paid so much, it's like, yeah, they're the leaders. But man, uh, like you need players. players. You need you players. You do need players. I, I'm I'm very torn because like the whole like I was a coach type thing. You know, like they're worth it. But if you don't have the players, if their car goes down, John Gruden's not going to win games. It's it's just that simple. If you don't have the players. I, I always made fun of uh, of Eric Spolstra, mm-hmm. the ma- the not the Magic, the Miami Heat coach, because I was like, I could coach that team with LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris right. Bosh. Right. I always made fun of him because it's like he's not even a good coach because he just goes out there and he throws LeBron James on the floor and they win mm-hmm. championships. Yeah, how much coaching is done in, in an NBA game? Like the last thirty very seconds, little, so very little. It's, it's all about play. It's, Coaching? Not even a play. It's give the ball to give the ball to LeBron James. Seventy five percent of coaching is done behind the scenes. It's game planning. It's getting ready. It's keeping the team morale well, up. Well, and ba- pro and NBA and NFL. I mean, that's total apples and oranges as far as yeah. coaching and levels. Now you drop down a level of the football and go to college football. Like, take a look at what Scott Frost did at UCF, and I don't mean to end this conversation. No, 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 really, no it's not. We're not. But taking not at all. an 0-11 team, a winless team, and then going undefeated the next year, that's probably has something to do, 100%. if not everything to do, with you and your leadership, and that's why he has a 100%. Power 5 job next year in Nebraska. 100%. Like, that's the best example of, like, we're, we're coaching. Because those are all the same players. Theoretically, I you know again not on the lineup pulled up in front of me. The dude, that is a heck of a coach, and that's not happening. Did you watch the, the UCF game? Uh, play Auburn? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you see the guy with one arm? Yeah, 
He's been he. That's that's crazy, dude. Do you know how um, uh, college game day Saturday mornings they always have like twenty minutes where they just do like On a, a sad tearjerker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's every Saturday. It's always like in the second hour of the program. They go away from Lee Corso and the boys and all the signs, and they just do like a heart wrenching story for like fifteen minutes. And it's like one of those things where you're getting so excited for college football, and then it just hits you with the, you know, so a survivor. Can- and it's they're great stories. One of them was. On one the UCF player uh, with one, and I believe his brother also plays for UCF or another school. Does he have any chance would, of making the NFL? Um, just again, just by being a part of a of an undefeated team, I think gives you a little bit of a good mark on your anything. resume. It doesn't mean anything. We just talked about that last week. We're like power five guys. Nothing wins in college don't really translate to the NFL. Yeah, being good in the NFL, right? But again, UCF is not a power five school. Uh, so it's not the team. It's sure. I'm saying it's, it's, their, it's their record. It's uh, not. It's not the team. It's not because oh he went here. It's because he was at this school when they were undefeated. Which when was the last time that happened? You see what uh, I'm saying? No, I, I don't agree with you there. I actually don't. I think it's he has heart. That dude plays with a motor. Mm-hmm. Now he's Jason Pierre Pauling it where he was, can't catch. I was about it, to say it's no different. Ball was thrown in his face mask. He couldn't catch it. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So that's kind of sad. Morbid. Can't but remember the dude's name. Dude and, has a motor. And if I look on. it up and I Google it, you're going to yell at me for not paying attention to you. So he, I can't even look it up. He, he shocked me. He had a sack and he got up. Yeah, and, and a I was like, ta- that dude just lost his arm. And then it was just like normal. Like I was like, I'm like, I, I had like, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Bunch of tackles that game. No, he he did well. Uh, going back to your original point with coaches, uh, you do you just want to segue it into UCF? Sure, sure. We'll talk. Yeah, sure. You, I think I had some more stuff. Oh, real quick, before we do UCF, can I just ask you what you're watching for in the NFL playoffs? What, like, like what how, I'm watching for? Yeah, I mean, I assume you're watching with the Redskins out. Like, what, like are you cheering for someone? Are you just no. watching football because you like watching football? Like, do you get anything out of watching the playoff games? No. You just watch them because, like, you have to? Why do you watch them? Cause just because just, it's football and you like football? Yeah, that's I, I, a, a great question. I, it's just on. It's just, I, it's almost like I have to. I mean, I, if the pan, any game this weekend, whoever won it, it, it didn't matter to me. I just liked it because it actually means something now. And I've, I always preach about how regular seasons in NFL or in all professional sports don't matter. You probably and think so the wild card of the NFL playoffs don't matter either, right? You're like, these don't matter because it's going to be well, the no, Patriots it's, and it's the a, Vikings and the It's a coin Super flip. Bowl. No, again, so if, if all, I just yelled in the mic there. Sorry. If professional sports, if all regular seasons don't matter, all playoff games are a coin flip. That's what it is to me. All playoff games are a coin flip. I don't know. You see what I'm that. saying? It's all a crapshoot. Yeah. NHL, 100%. MLB, it's whoever gets hot. Coin flip. Uh, NFL, basically, coin the- flip. The Patriots playing the Titans next week is that really a coin flip mm. in Gillette Stadium? That's not maybe a coin not flip. that, but every game this this weekend the wild coin uh, so flip. the first round of the playoffs. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. I, it's Patriots are a different breed. That's why it's now it it's it's a winner go home. It's anybody can beat anybody in the regular season, and now it's really anybody can beat anybody in the playoffs. 
because you have your weird games like the best um, teams when the, make the playoffs, and then it's just like okay, who's gonna yep, step up here? But that's just a week to week thing that anybody can lose. Take the take the week one of the regular season when the Patriots lost. It's like yeah, what like, if the Patriots that, are dead? Well, what if that <laughs> what if that game happens to be next week when it's the Titans? What they if just the, so that crap a brick? So again, the idea of a coin flip, but I don't know. I think the Patriots are obviously a little more on that's their guard. I think, though. I think guys I, just I play harder. Not, the Patriots the, are a different type of team. They're on they're on another level. But oh man, I, I I don't know. I think so again with with play. It's not, I'm not going to say that professional athletes don't try. I'm not going to say that Cam Newton doesn't try in the regular season. But I think just because he's sort of that money guy, said you know big moment, he's going to perform. I think this score had they're down by two touchdowns. I picked Carolina to win here, even though New Orleans is a crazy favorite and they're playing in New Orleans. I would still think just because there's something about sure. Cam Newton just being the on the spread? big stage. What's the line? Are you taking the lines on this? Yeah. Well, no. Well, we. We're doing Again, we're, we're doing lines gambling. and point spreads. Uh, New Orleans were, I think, seven and a half, six, six and a half, maybe around a touchdown. I can't remember exactly. Um, I was thinking if Carolina really loses, it's going to be probably by a field goal. But if I was thinking team, they were going to win. So, so if a team plays ten times, we always that's a common thing in sports. If a team plays each other ten times, Carolina and Saints, Saints might win six. That's yeah. basically a coin flip. Yeah, now, but those 10 times, are they the stage of this, whereas you don't play next week, you're going home? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. if it's that type of atmosphere and that type of mentality that's going into a player's head. It's winner go home. Because that makes it because that it's makes finally it good. I mean, yeah, it's finally I, good. I don't want to insult the player by saying, you're only going to play hard now that's the playoffs. But, th- I mean, it's, it's true. Kinda, it is kind of true. It's 100% true. And it's a shame when... You know, you got to talk about this when Tyrod Taylor, last play of the game, out for the last play, man. Yeah. That's so crazy. You know, How I always is that so la- crazy? Well, I always laugh when uh, people make the argument during the preseason, you know, sitting a bunch of guys saying, it only takes it only takes one play. It only takes one play to screw up a guy's <sighs> season or a couple of weeks. And I go, yeah, but it won't happen. It won't happen. Tyrod Taylor with you- 40 seconds left. Boom. Do you feel for uh, Peterman at all? Uh, he got him a first down. He at least extended. <laughs> he at least extended their pl- playoff run, like at least a little bit. I feel but for the guy so much. I was listening to it on He's the radio. Known as, like, it sounded interception man. It sounded like it. T- it was tip though. It yeah. wasn't just an yeah. egregious pit. I was listening to it on the radio, and the radio guys were so bad. Oh my god! I'm listening on the radio, and it's the last. It's that play where Peterman comes in, and it's like. And Peterman takes off, and he's tackled. And I'm thinking, was it a first down? Is the game over? What's going on? He's t- it didn't say the yard line. Didn't say anything. It took like ten whole seconds. The radio guys are terrible. And the Redskins the guys, are, station. Radio, Redskins guys are terrible. What? Am Am Redskins guys? Are you kidding me? They're terrible. Are you? It kidding sounds me? like three dudes sitting next to each other in the stadium trying to like announce the game, like they don't have any stats. Larry or Michael anything. and Chris Cooley, dude. No, 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 no. It's not. not yeah, it's not it is. Cooley. Nine eighty. Yeah. On Am. Yeah. Who's the old dude then? Who's like oh, the that's old Sonny Jerkinson? Well, you got to cut him. He's a senile. Oh, come on, dude. Cut him some And you know he's what? He's a senile. This was the first year he didn't travel. He didn't do any away games. He just can't travel. <laughs> he only did home games. He's so Larry Michael and Chris Cooley, and I'm not a huge it sounds fan. like they're just sitting there and they don't have any stats. They haven't watched any games before, and they just try and like 
Oh, make no, it up fu- as they go. Dude, no. Larry <laughs> Michael is voice of the skins. Chris Cooley, former skin, obviously not a Hall of Fame player, but just knows the game, loves football. I can <sighs> I don't really I'm not a I'm not really big into the old X's and O's and that part of football. I just like watching football. I don't know a whole lot about it. I never played organized no. football. But Dude. when when Cooley's talking, I can kind of stay with him a little bit until he did goes too much in the X's and O's. I'm like, yeah, pump the brakes. Dude. I usually can't listen to any X's and O's talk. That's probably, we just like it, the mentality of sports. That's that's what we do. We like the the thought process that goes in, the gamesmanship, mm-hmm. all that. It's okay. So who got it worse? I, I was thinking about this while we were talking about uh, Tyrod Taylor and Dante Fowler and all that. No, Remember, you, no, you still haven't brought up your Dante. Go ahead. So man. I was gonna I was gonna say who got it worse? The guy who Dante Fowler threw his liquor in the lake, or Tyrod Taylor? Concussion or liquor in the lake? Concussion or like your nights ruined? And he yes, may he have got, he got smashed in the face too. He j- a normal guy just doesn't have concussion protocol to go into. That's so, the first time I've heard Dante Fowler's name since the liquor in the lake story. No lie, Scott. I'm listening to again. I go back. I'm listening to this on the radio, and I hear, "Oh, Dante Fowler sort of wrapped him up and dragged him." And they kept saying, "Dante Fowler, Dante Fowler." And I go, "That's all you can think about." Why? The- no, I couldn't. I didn't. Oh, connect you didn't it. even. I go. All right. I like okay, Dante Fowler. I get it, I like I get it. But when, like, when have I recently heard his name? You're when does it happen? Couldn't make the connection. It's a shot. It's completely. And oh. then it wasn't until <laughs> it wasn't until we're sitting here listening to the stupid opening that I go, oh my god, this is yeah. yes, right there. So it doesn't have to. I don't have to think about anymore. There it is. It's pretty good. I know we already mentioned it, but we're just gonna go back to it. Yeah, we have to. We have uh, to. UCF claiming to be number one. I think they're actually going to make themselves a national championship banner. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. Okay. Just right off the bat, just first impression. That's like a bunch of losers to me. Wanting to, Sounds like a bunch of crybabies. Right. It's like, like do you ever see that movie, um, uh, Semi Pro? With, yeah, with Will, Will Ferrell. They're, they're playing for the Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl, and they're all looking around. <laughs> they're like, what does this mean? And they're like, absolutely nothing. But but Will Ferrell's hyping it up. Flint, Michigan Mega Bowl. Flint, Michigan. It's awesome that what they did is going undefeated. Going undefeated is awesome. It's great. But it doesn't mean a dang thing. It doesn't mean anything. It should. You think it means something? Um, it's as best they could do that year, but... <sighs> Well, I think again, move up a conference. It was my it was my argument last week with JMU, and I just trashed JMU last week, and they ended up losing. But we can mm-hmm. talk about that in a little in a little bit. I trashed JMU for being in a lower division, thinking they're gods, and going undefeated in a lower division. Mm-hmm. And I I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say the same thing about UCF. They're going undefeated in a lower division. But no, it's not a lower division. It's a, it, it's a non power five conference. They're still playing. They're not playing teams, and they're not in the SAC. They're not playing. I, I get they can't play every single team that Alabama plays, but yeah, but the they SEC, move up a conference. People forget, man. the The SEC and it and it was actually a lot on this kind of bashing the SEC because people love doing that because they're so good. It's that lower half of the SEC, you know. SEC, they're all playing Vanderbilt's and they're all playing Arkansas's. It's like UCF would beat. Uh, Arkansas, UCF would be Vanderbilt, you, yes, and you want to you want to know how I know that is because is because they just beat uh, a team Auburn that went to the SEC championship. I get it, Auburn. Where a good it can team, happen, and they they are you, a great team, I, and they did I, as good as they could do. You want to know what should have happened, and you're going to disagree with this, but 
they just let UCF in the playoffs. Just let them in. And here's what happens. When they get steamrolled in one of the games or probably just that, just okay. a little semi, when they get steamrolled, then the whole entire conversation of non-Power Fives making the playoffs is now done. Well, an undefeated team, we let them in a couple years back, and they got dump trucked. Now, or if they win... That's just a really cool story oh, right there. Oh, dude. It was the same thing with uh, Boise State like what, 10 years ago. They would always go undefeated, and they never got in. Did they ever go undefeated, though? Did they I ever don't go know. Undefeated? They were in that Fiesta Bowl. I'm pretty sure they were undefeated. Remember that? The I think, game, I think the Mountain West, though, is different from the, the American. AAC. It's the same. Well, it's how is not that any different? Because there are more ranked teams. Houston was ranked Memphis. There should Navy be, at one point. There are more ranked teams in the AAC. There should be more of an incentive to move up a conference. That That's my argument. But there's... UCF, if they want to compete for a national championship, then go to the ACC. I think then no, ask to go to the ACC. Normal people like us don't quite understand how much work is. I feel oh, like I understand that. I completely understand that. But when was when I was talking about JMU going undefeated, and they're like, "It's like okay, then move up and prove yourself." The you've proved yourself at the lower level. Move up and prove yourself at the next level, and keep going until you know you're actually winners. You're mm-hmm. actually champions. Mm-hmm. I don't like the way they do it now, but. It's it's more incentive to move up in conference. If UCF was in the ACC and they did this, there's no question that they're national champions. Raising a banner for going undefeated and winning the whatever bowl, a Sugar Bowl or something like that. That may have been no uh, one well, because the Sugar was sugar one was of the, the playoffs. Whatever. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Battle in the cold all all couple of weeks. There may have again that may have been more of a facetious comment than anything else. Actually, I don't know if they're actually doing that because that no, would, they like they change their Twitter. They they're giving the coaches their national championship bonus. Mm. Like great, I, maybe they should do that. Sure, but I, but, but oh, again, there's there's more to the UCF story than 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 just the record this year. You got to look at their record last year. Winless, winless. Again. Let them in the playoffs. Cool story. They win. Awesome. It's almost like a win-win. If they lose, which they which they probably would have, if they're playing if they're playing an Alabama team again. We were just talking off the air about postseason experience. Playing Alabama, playing Clemson, just teams yeah. we've been there. Um, then literally, it completely demolishes the non-power five being in the playoffs. It it, it demolishes that. Because you always look back and you say, well, this was the best non-Power 5 school to, to come along in the playoff era all of three years, and we let them in, and they embarrass themselves. Or if they win, then it's just, I mean, that's just a great story, and then you got to consider all that, and then the whole stupid Clemson-Alabama repeats every year don't happen, which people are now getting tired of. It's the same reason why pe- I've, people don't like watching the NFL because there's the idea of uh, Patriots, 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 Patriots. But wow. now people you know, gravitate to college football because, again, so many different winners, so many different champions, so many different uh, conferences. It's really now not, this playoff, it's all about the SEC. Right now, the playoff, it's like watching the same people every year. It's the reason why people don't like the the evil empire with the New York Yankees. Well, you, you could have said... They're starting to hate the Golden State Warriors. Why the best playoff system in all of sports is college basketball, March Madness. That's why. But they, It's because it's not the same team every single year. Granted, there is a lot of blue buds that are in every single year. Sure. But it's not... It's not the same team. It's not Duke every single year. But you have different it's, people to watch. You have your different, and you, you know, the last Cinderella's, four in and that's every why, year. And that's why it's so in. great. 
That's why it's so great. And I was actually <laughs> going to ask you that was um, with just college basketball, there's just so much. I feel like there's just so much shifting this year. Just the top there's, five it's alone. Like that, it's like that every single year. It but, really like, is. Is it, it really? And maybe, I just maybe in Kentucky will stay at number one for a while. But no, they so they always upsets. label it as like the crazy the crazy thing. Yeah. I know, and and the craziest year in college basketball. Why right. we hate that? We I hate the old like make it like exaggerated so much to where it's either the best thing or the worst thing. You know, just fill in the blank. And and I hate that. But I don't know. This year has just been like pretty pretty cool. And if it's just like that every year, I kind of forget, and I just have a short short memory. Um, other college football things. Alabama athletic director takes a sledgehammer to the runner-up trophy from from last year's national championship. Okay, apparently sledgehammered it like on campus. That's good. I like that. Talk about a winner's mentality, dude. Did you see? Uh, so it was uh, Canada, Sweden, U nineteen hockey. Was that when they were playing in the snow? We were watching up up at Boston. So yeah, it was. But then the finals was. Either today or yesterday, I forget what it was, but I saw I saw the highlight. Uh, Canada ended up winning. Sweden came in second, mm-hmm. and they're giving the silver medals. Keep, keep talking. Keep no, talking. No, no, just just pause. Just pause it. You're gonna. The dog is. All right. So the dog. I, I'm not gonna talk to nobody. I'm not Chad Dukes over here. I can't. I can't talk to nobody. I feel. I feel weird when I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Even right now. All right, you're back. I'm All back. Right. You could just kept right. talking because that's the whole point of the show is because I'm we talk to each other. We don't talk to the mic. I was still listening. Why are you so needy? Do you need me listening right here? Yeah, I was I listening just across the no, room. That's why I'm never going to do the show alone. You got you're like a stage five clinger right now. Yeah, keep I going. Have to keep be. going. I have to be. Or where was I? Canada, was I Sweden. The oh, finals so, just happened today. Uh, got it. I'm See, on, I'm, I'm on listening, track, man. I'm always I'm on track. To you I'm on you track. don't know. Listening to Chewy. Always listening. So the Sweden kid, they he gives them the. They give him the medal. They, like, put it around his neck. The kid takes the medal, you know, skates off. And as he's skating away, takes off the medal and throws it into the crowd. So I don't want a medal for second. Mm. I think that's awesome. That's not awesome doing it, like, right afterwards. That's pretty It's that's, pretty <laughs> crazy. But I, I dude, don't know. I put, like that mentality. Put, put yourself it's a in sore the, loser type deal. See, that's – okay. So I'm, how is it any different than sledgehammering the – Because it's, it's way afterwards – and it's just it being being a year like delay and just the confidence and how many other trophies that Alabama has to boast for. It's like they don't need that one. Like, like the sweet, that's the only silver medal in the youth championships that kid might ever win. And let me just ask no, you he's this: He's a prospect. He's gonna be fine. Anyway, go ahead. Let's well, let me ask you this: You're the Sweden coach. What do you say to that? I kid, actually assuming you saw kid. it. I actually get exactly. Mad at the kid. Yeah, you're right. Why isn't you're right. that your instant? Again, we say it's awesome because it's funny, but it's not. But 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 I get mad not- at him. I say take it like a man and use it as motivation for next year. See, or whatever. That's not a win- uh, so being a sore loser isn't the same as being having a winner's mentality. I guess you're right. You're right. You can be you can be pissed about it, but a real like winner. For me, anyway, and you could define it differently. A real winner kind of never lets you know. You'll never like know the emotion or the reaction from a from a winner. Yeah, there is different ways to win. There is different ways to win, and this is a good segue. Actually, uh, I don't know what you think about Draymond Green, but that dude is kind of crazy and is kind of ticking me off now. 
He's he's Draymond Green is starting to take you off now. Yeah, yeah. I like in the year 2018. Yeah, Sunday, whatever. January was the seventh. Yeah, I I used to kind of like the way he plays with swagger and everything. He said that the NBA needs to get all new refs. That's 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 what he said. Like that's ridiculous. Dude. So he wasn't ticking you off and embarrassing you as a basketball guy when he was kicking everybody in the in the squares and. I don't think he was really meaning to do that. I, I oh just, please come I don't on! Think I'm going to defend him on that one. Oh my gosh, you're defend defending him. Draymond Green. He got his 11th technical foul. This whatever I think. 11th just Saturday. this season, or maybe this, just yeah, this month, no, January 5th. This season, this season, like. 30 games, he's gotten 11 technicals, which is ridiculous, man. It's just ridiculous. Oh, every other and game then he complains about the ref. He's like, it's killing the game. The, the players versus the refs. It's very standoffish and everything. And I'm going, come on, man. Like, I'm totally on the ref side with all players. It's 99% of the time, it's, it's the player. That I was just going to say the definition of a loser's mentality, blaming something on anybody else, most of all, Officials, umpires, right. refs, whoever. So it's just it's just bad. It's just bad for the game. We we always talk about how the refs make mistakes and they're human, and that's why it makes the game game so great mm -hmm. because that's what life is. People make mistakes, like human element. Get over it and and move on to the next play because there is a next play. So him complaining about how they need to get all new refs and it's ruining the game. It's just, it's just bad. Those NBA refs are great. Yeah, they make the right call almost every single time. They're there for a reason. Who who's going to fill their spot? Just another batch of NBA refs. Whole new crop. Been, been, it's, he says it's too personal, and which is which is wrong. It's just wrong because you play the game right. I, I looked it up. You know how many texts Kawhi Leonard has in his career? Mm, Guess one. One. You nailed it. One tech in like four hundred and something games. Mm. That's great. You know maybe he's let his cool go once. That was his mistake, and he probably never let it happen again. Because mm -hmm. again, he's human. That almost is like good that he's gotten one tech. Yeah, well, it's just, it's like the it's the Jeter stat. How many games have Jeter? I don't had, think he ever got thrown. Zero. Out. He's never been ejected from Amazing. a game. And that's the again, it goes into the, the umpires, refs. They respect that. They respect players like that. And just a little a little coaching omelet here that Cracking I would say eggs. to high school guys. I, I don't eggs. feel like looking for the segment, even though I'm just killing time Cracking by saying eggs. I don't feel like looking for the segment. Ah, too long. I'm not going to play it. Um, don't leave it up to the officials. Don't leave it up to them. Why? Why put the game in their hands? If there's a bad call, don't don't we do anything to that. where they, they could make an even worse call, like giving you a tech, throwing you out of the game. Do don't leave it up to them and just play and then see what happens. It's, it's never one play. You never can blame a game not. on one play. Of course, it's not. over the course of a game, blaming. Blaming misfortune on someone else, I mean, that's just a life lesson right there. That is the definition of a loser's mentality. You want to know what Draymond Green? Bad calls happen in life. Bad things happen to good people. Yeah. That's just how, this is how it goes. Come on and stop, stop whining. Stop using your platform. I can't believe, though, you're just figuring this out about Draymond Green now. He's, he's been pulling no, stuff I like know, this. But I like how he plays with an edge. I think he... I don't want that edge. That's a lousy, uh, fake a edge. He's a good basketball player. Can you, can you give me that? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that doesn't give you an excuse no, for being a no, lousy no, human being. Not. Of course not. 
Even when Steph Curry does his not. stupid throw the mouthpiece into the stands, that's that's hard game, for baby. me to forgive, man. And I know it's only happened, I think, two or three once, times. Once no, he's definitely done it multiple done it twice. times. Done it twice. There are there are two at least two mouthpieces like floating around that's on like somebody's mantle right now. There's at least two of them, maybe three. That's good. And that's good. I, like it's hard for me to forgive stuff like that. Oh, man, I'll forget, dude. And here's this: I'll forget again. Great, whatever, great basketball player. I'll forgive having like a slump. Wow, Steph Curry made zero three pointers this game, and that's happened for the past three games. Yeah, I'll forgive that almost instantly. Oh, he's ice cold. It happens. Maybe he's a little banged up. Yeah, or whatever. Right. I will never forgive throwing your mouth, throwing well, your mouthpiece like, into the stands. That's like I'll, the biggest coaching like quote ever. It's like you can forgive. Physical mistakes, you can't forgive mental mistakes. You can't, you can get mad at, you know, the mental aspect of the game. Mm -hmm. You can't get mad at drop balls. Right. You can't get mad at errors. You can't, you can't do that. Because they happen. They're ever present. They're ubiquitous. Everybody makes errors. You know, Steph, he's still a good shooter. Keep shooting. Exactly. He's still Steph Curry. Yeah. Why would you get furious at that? But it's like, Steph Curry, you just threw your mouthpiece like an 11-year-old child. Like who yeah. just walked out of the dentist yeah. office? There is, and there there is rest that are wrong. I was watching. Well, I watched the highlights of a game, and and this was a big news story. The ref. It was uh, a North Carolina game. There, I don't know who they were playing, um, but UNC it was the just, first. They just played UVA. They just lost to UVA mm-hmm. on Saturday. But I watched that. But it's it wasn't that one. It was the game before. Yeah. Uh, Joel Berry. Who's a four-year player for UNC? Yeah. He was the MVP of the Final Four last year. Great player, mm-hmm. right? Very well established. Very, you know, good head on his shoulders. Smart player. Gritty point guard. Um, the ball went out of bounds. Um, he kind of went for it. Did one of these like I didn't touch it. The ref called it the other way, right? And so he didn't even like react. He just kind of went up to the ref and was like, hey, like, I, I didn't touch it. I'm just letting you know. Like, it wasn't like he showed him up or anything. The ref turned around, mm-hmm. turned his back to him, and everybody blew up at that. And I think that's completely wrong by the ref. Sure. Because he's well-established. He doesn't get any texts. He's not, you know, these refs know the players. Yeah, right. They know, they know who they are, and they, they can see a bad guy. And this ref is notorious for just making it about, him, making it about himself. It's not the first time he's done something like uh-huh. this. And so that's why I say that, I preface that by saying, like, sometimes it is the refs acting like babies because the refs are also human. They exactly, also Exactly, exactly. And so when it's the ref's fault, we'll get on the ref. That ref might have made the wrong call and Joel Berry might have been right. But by the ref turning his back on him, that's just wrong to me. They could say, hey, Joel, I saw you touched it, man. I could have been wrong, but that's just the way I saw it. Let the ref get the criticism over. there and not and not you because you can't get it because you did it right. the right way. Right. Do the thing you can. Joel Berry control what the ref does afterwards. No, but no. I'm, saying, I'm saying this is the ref's fault. This hey, wasn't no, on Joel I, Berry. Oh, I agree with you. I absolutely agree with Joel you. Berry did the right thing and you know maybe he shouldn't even gone up to him. He's just been taking it. But he was like, hey, I didn't touch it. He didn't yell at him or anything. He just right. came up the, to him and was like, hey, like I don't think I touched it. Like you might want to check with your partner or something like that. Uh-huh. And the ref just turned around and was yeah. and turned his back yeah. to him, which is wrong. There is a good, there's an okay way to talk to officials. That's also that's as much skill, man. it's as much oh, a part yeah. of the game as shooting a free throw, as drip, as do as as full court press. It's a part of the game, and it needs to be taught. And it's not because there's this 
anti like oh refs umps officials they're your enemy to not necessarily work it you like talk to the talk to the guy you know what yeah. i mean like, like yeah what i and i don't mean to like turn this on no, myself no, this here, is good just what so uh for the high school team i coach first base just easy job I'm just yeah. i'm fungos yeah. and coach first base and crack jokes i'm that coach <laughs> and i love it you know have relationships build positivity with the guys i love that so i'll run out there first inning of every single game i always do the same thing run out there Two umpires, obviously, in high school baseball. You probably know yeah. all about it. Yeah. Um, field umpire, obviously, at the beginning of the game, is always standing right behind first base. That's where he hangs out for when nobody's uh, nobody's on base. So I run up to him. I'll shake his hand. tell him my name. Hey, I'm Sean. What's your name? Oh, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, after six years of doing this, I know most everybody now. But it's always something. It's, you know, talk about the weather. Talk about the crazy traffic getting here. Do something. Because sure. you know what, guy? You're a human, so, like, so am I. Right. And that alleviates the... Okay, if there's a questionable thing, I'm going to talk to you about it. And you know what? Maybe I'll get a close call my way just for being a just for being a dude. Maybe well, you'll get maybe that instinct. Maybe just that instinct is kind of like you know what? Any close call, maybe I give it that way because that dude was just a dude. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's that's a great yeah. And 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 I, there's there's stuff like that in every single sport. You I see started, football I, all the time. The that's refs, a great story. You the refs helping up, you know, a player who just got tackled. There's oh, yeah. stuff. They not, always, there's no enemies. Don't yeah. think of it as a anti whatever. It's you're, not the refs together. versus the players. Right. It, the, the refs are here for the players. They're here for you. I love talking to the refs. And I always I always took pride on that, you know, I talked to the refs well during the game because I always came up to them, hey, did you, this is what you saw, this is what I saw. And you know, I would always be on the edge of like sarcastic, so they got my they got my drift, and I I'm know I push you. the edge. I'm watching you. I know I push the, the edge I'm, sometimes because it's like Scott, like, and and I, you'd always introduce yourself. I always like first sure. names and everything. That was always great. So you got to know refs. I'll tell you a story. This was one of the JV games we played. You know, I was the head coach of the JV team, and we went, and the game. It's like a 20, 25 point game. We're we're killing them. We're killing our team. On the other end, there's a. There's an obvious travel by the other team, but they don't call it because they're, like, down by 25. You know, it's getting towards the end of the game. And the game comes back down, and as the ref is rolling back down, I'm like, we still got to call travels. You know, we still got to call the game, Steve, or whatever his name. I was like, Steve, come on, man. Like, you still got to call it fairly because, you know, my kids are out there. You know, somebody's going to get hurt out here if you're not calling fouls or travels. Uh And the game comes down, and my kid grabs the ball, Jab steps, clearly not a travel. Like everybody knew it. Tweet travel. He turned around and said, "Yeah, I'm still calling travels." Oh, he got you. See, it's and I was like, and we, I kind of laughed because it was a 25 point game. Right, but like he knew me, I knew him. Like, and I was like, "All right, you got me there." Like, but I was like, "Call it down." And then he started calling him down there. Like, we we just had that relationship. The next night, he coach he refs one of our real games. And so, you know, we, I come up to him, hey, Steve, you know, good game last night. Appreciate you coming out and everything. And he just, you know, it, it becomes like, it's yeah. not personal. Na- right, I na- know it's not personal. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a close game, and I, maybe that was part of it. But it, it wasn't a personal thing between the refs and me. Mm-hmm. Like, I was pissed because I was like, well, he called the travel on me. He, he like, did kind of big league your Oh, right he there. absolutely <laughs> big league <laughs> But he big league me in the right way because yeah. – and then as long as he started calling it, like, the right way. I was like, all right, I deserve that. You, you did your job. And there's all, and there's been refs, and I guarantee you on the other side, there's been umps that have even said to you, I got you next time. Have you ever had that plan and, or well, coaching? No, well, 
I've always thought that it was kind of assumed. Like, I'm going to question no, this. I've had refs and coaches come up to me and be like, I've got you. I've got you next time. Okay. I, again, my impression has always been that was really close, borderline wrong. Um, you made a mistake. I'm not going to be confrontational about it. I'm going to simply uh. bring it to your attention in understanding that the next close play fairly will, will you know, might fall our way. You see it like yeah, we call it yeah. the old it's the old payback call, right? Oh, of course. Of course. And it seems to work out like that as long no, it's a make, as a make you up do it the makeup call. Makeup call, not as, payback call. As long as you do makeup it the, call. as long as you do it the right way, though. If you do it the wrong way, it's not it's not happening. You see that in basketball at least once a game. Ah, it's a makeup call. <laughs> yeah. But, but but again, part of part of the game. I'd rather have a game oh, full I of makeup it. calls. Me too. Can you imagine an NFL game if full there was of a makeup, makeup calls? calls? No, if there even was a makeup call. It doesn't exist it doesn't, with cameras. Oh no, not in the, the NFL. The human element is not in the NFL or NBA because they just can't do that. In college, it happens a lot. Sure, and, college, and, should, and not college games that you're watching on TV. Yeah, it doesn't happen because again, everybody has to be right all the time. <laughs> because when does that happen in life? Never. So why apply it to the silliest thing? in our world, which is sports. The thing that out of everything in the world should not be taken seriously. Why are we taking it so seriously? That's true. Because we have to get it right, Scott. We we talk about this at least once an episode. It's pretty good. We should just call perpetual sports talk like referees (laughs) versus players or something like that. Yeah, officiating discussions with players. Philosophies. Stop complaining. Hey, different from play-by-plays, though. Different from stats. Definitely. I love it. Okay, we have to kill about five minutes before we get into that's, our new... But we're golden at, though. That's we're like right up our alley. Killing time. BSing. We might have to rename the podcast Killing Killin Time. We should do like a random podcast if we get like a snow day or something like that. I don't think we'd ever get a snow day. Well, you would never get a I snow day. Get a I snow would day. get a snow day. But if we ever do a podcast, we should do... If well, we, we ever, ever do, do a podcast? podcast? Yeah, if we ever do a random podcast. All right. We should just like BS for a whole hour and see where it goes. I bet that would be better than our actually up, actual episodes. One hundred percent. I'm on. We literally don't turn off the mic. We never pause. We just BS for the entire hour and normal guy it. stuff. Anything. It could be sports. We'd end up talking about sports for any right, but all of our, you know, there's a lot of things that branch off there that have to do with sports. Sure. I was just having this conversation with Elena how sports. Can you know the whole idea of the jock like meathead mentality? That's like not a thing anymore in schools. Like the jocks, like I don't think are the cool kids anymore. They're not because it's the negative stigma that they've had for you know the dumb guy good at sports. But sports, and as you know, because I just saw you rolling your eyes at that. Like we we were just Elaine and I were just talking about it. the life lessons, you know, that sports teach. Okay. Teaches. Is this is this your bit? No, my minutes? bit was Winter Olympics. Okay. Do you want to talk Winter Olympics, man? Sure. Let's talk Winter Olympics. Dude, how excited are you for the Winter Olympics? Zippy I love excited. the Winter Olympics. Oh, you don't like the Winter Olympics at all? I just, I don't care, dude. I saw a commercial today, and it was like January 16th, and it had the music, and it was dun, like dun, NBC. Dun, dun, dun. And I was like, January 16th? Like, that's pretty close. Uh-huh. I know the Winter Olympics is a total copycat of the original Summer Olympics. The Winter Olympics is so much better than the Summer Olympics. No, we kill everybody, and it's not cool. And no, Not in the Winter Olympics. We What's don't. your favorite event in Winter Olympics? Curling. 
No, it's not. Yes, it no, is, Scott. I can't believe you don't like name curl- winner. Name one curler. I can't name one curler. Who is the best in the world of curling? Canada. I know that. Stupid. In Canada, dude, you know, in Stupid. Canada, going curling is like going bowling here. Really? It's like random people can just like go. Is it really? Like, hey, do you want to go curling? Yeah. I went to a high school with a guy who was like born and like raised in Canada. That's came pretty cool. here. And, uh, and the, there was a Winter Olympics, I think, uh, when we were like, oh, shoot. When was that Winter Olympics? It was obviously every four years. So 2018, 14. So senior, yeah, senior year. Okay. Comes on, I get the fascination with curling. And so I asked this guy, I was like, You're from Canada? Is like, like curl, like, have you, he's like, I've been curling like a bunch of times. And he, he said, It's like bowling. You just go, it's like lanes. You rent some shoes and some, and some uh, brooms. Some brooms. You go with your buddy and you just <laughs> roll. Dude, that's like shuffleboard. That's like the ultimate. Like, you know, those silly beach games that we like, oh, the cornhole yeah. and the shuffleboard. That's all man. what yeah. that is. Sure. Okay. You don't okay. like the Olympics at all. It's just fake. It's, we just rule everything. Not, not in the winter, man. We kill Hockey, everybody. Freaking skiing. The, it's it's how many rich white kids can your country produce? Mm. That's what the Winter Olympics is. Saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But at least in the real Olympics, it's like you know a bunch of African countries, European. Everybody wins. And I'm not saying like that's I'm a good thing. You like the everybody wins thing. No, I'm saying that there's more diversity in the winning. It's not a bunch of who can afford to go skiing. Mm. Like that's what the Winter Olympics is because skiing is so super expensive. You're never going to see an African, South American country win a skiing event. Well, you're never going to see him win a skiing event because there's no snow, not because there's in Africa and Jamaica. Right, and that's just stupid. It's just a bunch of Americans and Canadians and well, maybe um, Russians, but they're not even in it this year. Americans are just contenders all the time, and that just says something about America. Because sure, there's not, because we have more rich white kids than everybody else. Well, no, it's just because of the diversity of the of the of the geographical locations oh, in the don't U.S. Don't give me that we, crap, dude. I'm telling you, there's something special about America, and you know there's something okay. Special so about curling. America. What downhill skiing? I'm not a big fan of downhill skiing. I just I like curling. I hate Hockey's the whole great. like when they have to like do the tricks and everything. And these I That's hate the worst. I hate the events that are judged. Yes, I like timed events. So I could do downhill skiing if they're racing each other. But I just like in Summer Olympics, I don't like like the diving events because I'm like, how do you differentiate? How do you measure? How do you measure? It? You you measure can't, it? It's all just opinion based. Uh-huh. I don't like sports that are opinion based. Mm-hmm. I like sports where there's a clear cut winner because he is faster yeah. than him. Now, let me hit you with something real quick. I'm going to tie this into what we were talking about a couple minutes ago. And I agree with you. Okay. 100%. I don't think figure skating is a sport. Of course I think not. if you can do it, you are crazy talented. You're talented. Yeah. You are unbelievably You're talented. strong, athletic. I will never be able to do it. I'm not like it's two different things. It's just it's you're not, you're not competing against anybody. You're competing for a score. Oh yeah. Now, just again playing devil's I'm, advocate. I'm, I'm with you here. Playing I'm devil's advocate. Here. What we are just talking about with the idea of the human element being in referees, not like depending on cameras and everything to get a call right, doesn't like a judge like a judgmental sport quote unquote. Like, isn't that the ultimate idea of human element just because no. it's judgment only? Because you're not really facing another person. Like, refs, uh, no, no, I, there's just some way. There's not. Again, I, I agree, but there's yeah. something, I feel like there's just I, something I in there. I can see where you're something going with that, but I don't know. There's just something about 
facing another person, and they're just trying to keep it fair. The refs in football and basketball or whatever, they're just trying to keep it fair. Really, you're just competing against the refs in a figure skate. I don't know how to say it. I just think it's wrong. I've heard people say the same thing about golf. Golf isn't a sport because there's really no opponent. Oh, golf is one of the purest sports. No, but but the, the thing there is, is Scott, an opponent. No, no, no. You're you playing on an equal playing field. No, no, no. But you're not competing. You know who you're competing against when you're playing around in golf? Who you're competing against? Yourself, I guess. You're competing against yourself. It's okay. the, the enemy. You, the thing is, there's no defense in golf. The guy who you're playing your round with, he's not trying to make you shoot. He's not saying, oh, oh, like he's not doing the caddyshack. Like, there's no, you know there's no, I mean? it's just, there's no defense. You're not playing against someone. You just happen to be playing at the same time. So there's no defense playing. in running. Yeah, that's a sport. Right. It's all, but it's, but it's measured. Dude, I think running is the purest sport there is. Who can get to point A, point point a to B point B the fastest. Like, that's, that's the whole basic form of sport. And let's carry on from there. Okay. Just, just saying, I don't agree with that stupid take on golf. I'm with you. I think golf is one of the best sports still ever. Beating I, I'm somebody. just saying, again, playing devil's advocate here, yeah, I can see how it. the idea of not having an opponent, but, yes, but golf is scored. Golf it's measurable. is it's measurable. measured. It's not like... Well, he took five shots and he took four, but his five shots looked better. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. Right. It's it's measured. Did it get in the hole or didn't it on, on the right. third or fourth shot? That's why it's so Running. pure. I love the pure sports, you know. Just get the ball in the hole. That's literally, it's like somebody asks you, what are the rules of golf? It's like, get this ball from this place to that place as fast as you can. Or not as fast as you can. As few least, shots as you can. least strokes. But, again, the idea of purity of a sport, like just that right there. You know, is baseball pure because there's just so so many things that can happen? Well, baseball's um, not compl- pure because no, it's it's hard to understand. Really, it's really hard to understand. Oh, you <laughs> just mean like the idea of simple simplicity? Simplicity. simplicity. That's simplicity. That's what the Olympics that's are. Running. Really, that's just except figure skating. There's of course. There's well, the really Olympics. You think about the Olympics is throwing a javelin and throwing. Throwing things and kicking things and seeing how far things go. That's and why the Summer Olympics. The Summer Olympics, of course, man. They're way better. Nah, I, again, Ten times better. Cur- There's a, an amazing bit in here that we got to cover that we're not going to have time for. I thought that this would I be a quick care. little bit, and now we're almost like out of time. Whatever. But what we got we to do weekend or whatever. We're gonna, what are we going to call it? I, I have no clue. Week appetizer. The appetizer for the week. Shifting the last segment for you guys just a tad. We got a new song. We got a new name. Happy Hour. Because you go to Happy Hour Monday through I, Friday. Dude, we just have it. We have to have a new thing because it's we, it's... we can't do Weekend Appetizer on Monday, well, Sunday night, Monday morning. Adapt or die, Scott. You. Adapt or die. We have to, we have to be creative. We're one of the most, we're the least creative people. Can put world. it out to the listeners if you, if you have a good name for our last segment? Dude, we've been asking help for listeners for the entire time, for 60 episodes, and we've got Zippy. Listeners, I love you, but you're the laziest. All three of you we don't are have the any laziest listeners ever. When I said 25, I'm going to say, like, actually, like, four. Four? Yeah. Might just be, we might just click it once when we're done uploading it. I think they just... Yeah, whatever. Now I'm getting in the upset mood. So, so this theme is from this week in baseball. I, Sean doesn't understand what this it. is from. Because I wasn't alive during the '80s, which no, this, it was, it was the heyday. No, of this it song. was like they they I, they probably still do it. I'm not even sure if they still do. It, but it's like he goes, "How about that?" 
how about that? And they show all the highlights from the week. And he's like, thanks for watching. We'll catch you next week on This Week in Baseball. That's been oh. taken over by by Quick Pitch. Quick Pitch with this that one so girl good. with this Quick Pitch. And, um, and obviously MLB Tonight. There's no way that that's still on with the MLB network in, in How business. about that? Anyway, what are you what's what are you doing this week? Uh, dude, I know you're gonna ask me that. I have no idea. What are you watching this week? Well, you're watching the national championship tomorrow. Maybe. You're not watching the national championship. Dude, it's gonna start at like nine. Start at eight. Game's not gonna end until one a.m. Oh, that's a little good over under bet. Is over oh, under? Can't stand for that. It's o- ridiculous. Over under twelve forty five. Official kickoff is 8 o'clock Eastern. Over under 12.45. No, no, no. 12.30. I'm changing it a bit. Over under... No. 12.40. <laughs> I couldn't work in Vegas. Under. Under 12.40? Under. Alabama usually plays a quicker game because they kind of want the ball a lot and everything like that. Um, but these games are too long. I can't... You're not going to watch that. You're going to fall asleep. I'm not going to watch the whole thing. No, I'll you can't. Watch the first quarter. Eh, I might make it. What a shame. Like, the national championship should be played, like, on a Saturday at, like, 6. Well, they can't play it on a Saturday now because of NFL playoffs. Still. You know what they do? They delay it four days. What's going on Friday night? Friday, yeah. The Friday after New Year's? Kids have to go back to class, though. Not on Friday. That's what the joke is. It's like, we can't keep extending the season because the kids have to go back to class. Because all the Alabama and Georgia players are are going to class. Dude, I kind of miss Dropkick Murphy, drop Murphy's now. Well, you know what now I don't have to do is I don't have to click, keep clicking rewind when you take too long with our, whatever it is you're doing <laughs> all day. How about this? Real quick, on Alabama, Nick Saban is 11-0 and when coaching against former assistants. That's great. That's great because he knows what they, they know. What he knows what they know. He taught them everything they know. <sighs> So against Kirby Smart, I'm thinking Saban's going to go 12. That's my hot take, bold prediction. And I think he's going to do it in just around four hours. Right around midnight, this game's going to get the crap out of him. Other than that, I mean, exciting stuff, NFL. George Mason this weekend. George Mason. Start of the game. George Mason playing. They're playing St. Louis on Saturday. I don't know who they're playing on Wednesday. Billikens. Billikens are kind of. Yeah, they're at below 500, right? <laughs> Whatever. Regardless, that's what probably I'm going to do on Saturday. Okay. Mm-hmm. No real plans for the week. Normal work week. We're working Tuesday through Friday now. Doing oh, that's why that. That's why we're doing Sunday podcast, by the way. Yeah, to all two because, of you who listen. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be better. I think people listening on Monday is more of a thing than people listening on Friday afternoon. All right. Friday morning. I'm, I'm cool. Not for listeners, man. I'm cool with that. Not that I'm doing that on purpose. Remember when we tried to do two episodes a week? That didn't work. That lasted for a week. Two weeks. Maybe two, two weeks. weeks. And that was over Skype. That you was were, crazy. You were pumped about it. Yeah. You were pumped about it. I mean, I'm still pretty pumped about it. I'm not going to lie to you. It what, just seems to, be, seems to be easier now. And then I just podcasting in oh, general. Oh, podcasting in general. Yeah, of course. It's gotten way easier. We talked about that last time. And then without me, the same guy that texted me about the Kirk Cousins thing, he was like, Dude, you just sound better now. And I didn't even provoke it. He was like, you guys just sound like you just better better at this. I don't know what he said. Could have been the episode. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut as far as episodes. No, Maybe so we're not any better. We're not any smarter. Heck no. We're just talking to Mike better. No, the same amount. Just, Mics are a little We would have awkward pauses the first few episodes. We would like, just kind of 
off the park. Do one of those. Yeah. It's, uh, they're, I mean, they're still trying here. Trying. Where can they find us, Scott? You can find us anywhere on the World Wide Web. Just Google Perpetual Sports Talk. You'll find us. We're on Google Play now. We got accepted on the dam. I don't know if that's going to make a difference. Now we have to have the stupid logo because they wouldn't take our old logo. If anybody wants to make a logo, too, that'd be nice. We had us fire our social media director last time. So we've been really hurting. Did you see some random guy commented, commented on it? And was no. like, DM me or something like that. Wait, Direct really? message me. Oh, I can't. He wants see to take, he wants to, he wants the job. It's pretty funny. No, that was Zach. No, no, like some random guy no, on Twitter. No, it wasn't. That was I Zach. I promise you. Zach I'm going to bring it up right now. I've been tweeting since 2011. Can I have no, the job? No, I'm telling you, if my computer was any slower, I, I promise you. If you're that guy. guy if you're that guy, you need to prove to us that you're a PST fan. So if you're that guy out there, you got to, like, direct message or leave a little comment that would prove I you are a, you. He, uh, a pister. He actually reached out and was like, hey, I'll do it or something. Oh, God, I'm bringing I'm it up right you, now. telling you, it was Buddy Zach. We do the old thing. Do that, yeah. No, I was you do it. That's, That's me. Like you, you, you know what? Pisses me off. It was I on didn't New say Year's. The mic, so it was a pisses weird. me up on New Year's. But you were like, uh, "Yeah, of course he deleted it." Damn. What? The guy deleted it. But anyway, you like text me like what to tweet? Yeah. No, don't do that. You you, you get the. I don't you, have the. the I would have, but guess who didn't give me the password and the username? I have nothing. All right, I'll give you the password and username. I'm still. Yeah, exactly. But you can't text I knew, me I knew what to you tweet. Would, I no knew way you I'm wouldn't do it. it. Of course Copy not. and paste it with your stupid smartphone. I don't have it on my it's phone. It's so easy. Anyway. You don't no. have it on your phone? Why not? You have everything else on your phone. I don't want it. It was phone. like one small favor that you couldn't even do. So You're like, amazing. I was like, why don't you just do it if you wanted me to do it? You didn't even. <laughs> you texts me all the time. He goes, tweet. And then in quotes, like, whatever he wants me to tweet. I'm like, no, you do it. You didn't even send anything back. If you at least. Of course not. If I'm you not said, answering that. Here's the password and the whatever, do it yourself. I would have done it. But you didn't. You All didn't right. even have the time of day. Of course not. To send it. And Probably then you have. That was a great tweet, by the way. And how many times did you tweet this past week? Dude, welcome to tweet Zero. Why not? Zero. I know you're on your computer all freaking day no, doing I, nothing. Literally, the only time I open my computer is for this. <laughs> literally, because I have the same tabs up the next time I open, next Thursday or whatever, next Sunday now. You really don't tweet from your phone? Or you don't do anything on your phone? I haven't tweeted from my personal account in a long time. What's your Anyway, point? is that just... Oh, okay. Personal account? Like Coach Dozier. Oh, uh, right, right, I just said my last name for the first time ever on this podcast. New episode... Nobody can spell your name. Yeah, <laughs> New episode every Sunday night for your Monday morning drive to work. Monday morning. Until next time, my name is Sean. And I'm Scott. <laughs>